Greetings, this is Shane Ross from the blog Little Frog in High Def, and this is a story from The Edit Bay. This episode is brought to you by Industrial Revolution. Templates, elements, and plugins for Motion, Final Cut Pro, and Final Cut Express, like SuperWipe, which allows you to create unique object wipes for your video projects. IndustrialRevolution.com Plugins that push Final Cut Pro to the limit. When I got out of film school, I didn't get a film job. You see, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona to follow the love of my life while she finished college, and there aren't many films that are shot, or edited for that matter, in Arizona. Not like there are in Hollywood, or New York, or Vancouver, or New Zealand. No, there were local productions, and getting on those projects were tough. The talent pool was small, and I was new to town. So instead, I worked at a video store, and as tech support for Apple. Occasionally a movie would come to town. I was an extra on Tin Cup, a golf movie with Kevin Costner that shot some scenes in Tucson. Okay, it wasn't a crew job, but hey, I took it, and it was fun. The next film that landed in the state, I got on by a few lucky strokes. Far too long of a story to deal with now, and by the time I tell it, my time will be up. Some other time. Needless to say, it was a big-time Hollywood director with big-time Hollywood actors and a big-time Hollywood crew. But it was a small crew and a lower budget than they normally go with, so they hired a lot of locals. I was lucky enough to land on as the apprentice editor, all based on my knowledge of an Avid. But when I started working on a show, the only thing I didn't do was touch the Avid. What I was put in charge in were the editor's notes. This is a database of all the footage shot. Scenes, takes, if it was a circle take, meaning the director liked it, tape time code, audio time code, film key code, a whole slew of information. And this database used the FileMaker Pro application, an application that, until then, I'd never even heard of. One of the editors gave me a five-minute run-through on how it worked, and then walked away. Okay, the basics I got. How to input data on my end, adding notes from the camera logs and sound reports and script supervisor's notes, how to switch to different formats, and to print them out and organize all three editors' notebooks. This was a long task that easily took half of my 10-hour day. This was all well and good. The issue arose when I needed to add new information from the following day's shoot. Now comes a part where my understanding of my job, and how I was supposed to integrate the new data into the editor's notes database, falls apart. What I was supposed to do was take the file the assistant sent to me with the newly added shots, and then make notes to the existing database. I would then send the new file back, and she would add the following day's footage and send it back to me again, where I would simply add more notes to the newly added footage. But that's not what actually happened. You see. When the editor was showing me the software, he showed me how to import new data. He was just showing me how to do it, but said that I didn't need to do it. Somehow I missed that last tidbit as I was absorbing the information on how to import. So when I got the file back, I did just that. Imported the new data into the database that I had. But I didn't quite know what I was doing, and somehow I imported all of the data again. And I did this day after day after day. By the end of shooting, I had 60,000 entries. I should only have had around 3,000 entries. I'd import the same data over and over, again and again. And they didn't discover this until they had packed up the location and headed back to Los Angeles. By then, I was no longer on a show, but I did get quite an angry call from the editor a week later. They had to spend a week cleaning up that database. Needless to say, I was never hired by those guys again. My foot in the door was slammed on. From that point on, I vowed to learn that software inside and out. I bought a copy and played around with it, designed all sorts of databases, a library for my movies, one for my CDs, one for my comic books. Yes, I used to collect comic books. I even started working on one for film, based on the bloated one that I had messed up. 
I got to know it pretty well. A few months later, I landed a job at a company that did clip shows. Animals attacking and funny ads from around the world, and that sort of thing. They were amassing a vast amount of tapes, and they had no way of knowing what was on what tape or where that tape was located. Up until I was hired, they had relied on the producer's memory, which was pretty good, but the amount of tapes that amassed had started to push the limits of his gray matter, and they realized that they needed to rely on something more than what resided in his skull. So when I showed them my skills at making a library database during my interview and customizing it to suit their needs, I was hired. And when that job ended, I went on to another job at a bigger company, one that did network shows of the home video variety. I became the vault manager there and did the same thing for them. And I recall another job where I fibbed a little and said that I had the experience with a Grass Valley switcher. That's a tape-to-tape system for all you digital-age youngsters out there. I told this fib because I was out of work and had been for a while and needed a job. I figured, how tough could it be? Tough. I spent many late nights in that bay with a manual and still couldn't figure the darn thing out. It was the kind help of another editor at the company, one that knew that system inside and out, who took pity on me because he had recognized the corner I had painted myself into. He took the weekend to show me how to use the system, and by the time I needed to use it for real the following Monday, I had a basic grasp of what to do. The rest was learned on the job as I cut and made mistakes and fixed them and stayed up late making things right. So if you ever happen to find yourself in this or any similar situation, just stick to it. Grab the manual, brew some coffee, and be prepared for many late and sleepless nights. That's it for this week. Please join me next week as I share another story from The Edit Bay. This episode was brought to you by IndustrialRevolution.com plugins that push Final Cut to the limit.